Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account there. I'm your host, Rudo, and game time decision. Thought I was going to be solo tonight, but AJ playing hurt a little bit today. Shows up to the podcast like a real man. Uh, going to be answering a bunch of listener questions today on the show. Thank you everyone for submitting. We'll also be taking some from the live chat when we get there, but we do need to start out with a little bit of news from the Avalanche, and there's a question tied to this as well, which we will get to, but the Avs have officially signed both Jean-Luc Foody and Alex Bocage to ELCs over the past couple of days. Um, this is not a surprise, certainly not for Bocage at this point. Uh, they had to make decisions on him, and they still need to make a decision on Mutala as well as a couple of other guys in the next week or so, um, or they will become unrestricted free agents, essentially. I guess they'd still be 20, so they could re-enter the draft, actually, but uh, not the point. We're talking about Foodie and Bocage here. Uh, Bocage is pretty straightforward. He will be 20. He will report to the Colorado Eagles next year. Yeah, he ends up playing for them, ends up playing for the Grizzlies, whatever. He will be in the Avs system professionally at that point. Yep. Uh, Foodie is a much more interesting conversation, and we actually got a question about this as well. In what would be the best options for his development path? If the AHL is not an option next year, do you think he could look at going overseas? Um, this is a really hard question to answer right now because as it stands – as long as he's under contract with the OHL as it currently stands, he can't play overseas. He can't play in yeah, the AHL. This is the same. This is the same conversation we had with Byram a yep. year ago, um, just without the COVID provision, which basically opened up the door for guys to go. Yeah, because we saw um, Foodie go to Europe this year, but yeah. 
he only was allowed to do that because the OHL was essentially on pause. Um, under the current bargaining agreement, I suppose, he can't go to the AHL because he won't be 20. He just turned 19 a couple weeks ago in May. Um, and the same thing stands for, for Europe. He's under contract with his OHL team. So he would have to either A, get out of that contract and get out of his OHL status somehow, or B, there would have to be a change somewhere along those lines, which mm. is pretty exceptional circumstance, to say the least, when you have a guy like Foodie who has played so well in the AHL as an 18-year-old. So maybe there's some opportunity for something to happen there. Well, and that, it, that agreement expires this year. Yep. And so any conversation or any uh, any reworking of it is could play a role in where he goes. But as of today, this very moment, the expectation is he just goes back to the OHL. Yep. Which I mean, that's fine, honestly. Like it, it's it's not the end of the world. Sure. The the big thing it wasn't like he was such a dominant OHL player. This is not like Bowen Byram, who had already destroyed the WHL on multiple occasions. You know, like him going back to that league was stupid. Foodie going back to the OHL, there's still, you know, he had a good year in the AHL, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like he was pushing for NHL time. It wasn't, it wasn't like he was ripping it up or anything. You know, he, it was a revelation. He was a surprise that he played as well as he did. It was a pleasant surprise, but there's still work for him to be done. Uh, yeah, I look, I think part of this conversation is simply going to boil down as what you see as the best development path for him, specifically him. Um, because it's, he's shown he can gain a lot from playing in the AHL, but that doesn't mean that he can't gain a lot from playing in the OHL, especially as you mentioned the WHL. Look, he gets to play against men. He gets to play against a faster game. It's good. In the OHL, he gets to play against his peers, and he likely gets to dominate a lot, play a lot, and get quality situations where he can show just how good he is in relation to those those players. Yeah, like he was playing, he was playing like third line ish. Yeah. For the for the Eagles, and when he goes back to the OHL, he's going to be on their top line. Yep. So it's just going to give him more ice time, more opportunities, more situations for him to play in. It'll be okay. Doing it for another year will be fine. And it's a rare move for the Avs, the rare show of confidence in a guy that's not a first-round pick. You know, Now, granted, they've drafted a lot of college guys. So they they haven't had to make ELC decisions until they thought they were pro ready, but we haven't seen them sign a guy a year early, in very many instances out beyond the first round. Yep, you know yep. their first round picks the last couple of years, all of the non uh, college guys they've signed immediately. Yep, but but you get into these second, third, fourth rounders, and it's usually. Like Burzan, or not Burzan, uh, Bocage. Yeah. It's a week before the due date, and they're finally inking that paper. Yeah. The one exception might have been Timmons. 
Yeah, that's true. I they signed him, I believe, after his first year, right? Yeah, I think so. And he was as close to a first round pick as you can physically be. Yeah. Well, so. and he was also allowed at nineteen. He was also able to get into the AHL yeah, because, because of, of his birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of a different situation there. Yeah. So um, the foodie signing is a great show of faith from the organization. And and look, foodie earned that. Like genuinely, he he earned it. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Like with his AHL play, <laughs> pay that man. Um, yeah. A couple of questions from the chat here. I see Colin says, so who's left? Burzan, Mutala, and Miner by June 1st. Safe yep. to assume that maybe two of them will get ELCs. We'll see. Um, I think Mutala AJ and I, should. Mutala should, for sure, uh, given his play. I don't know how he didn't earn one. Burzan, uh, probably, if he stays in the organization, you can probably expect an AHL deal there. Um, Miner's a weird one. Uh, he could earn an ELC. He's played, obviously, very well in the WHL this year, but the Avs all of a sudden have a glut of goaltenders in their system. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see <laughs> it's a little bit of a weird spot there. Um, yeah. And as Bradley mentions here, a little bit more news for the Avs. Jason Magna put into COVID protocol in the NHL today. Uh, okay. Um, obviously wish the best to him. Hope everything's yeah. okay. You hope it's not, Something that leads to a legitimate outbreak, but ask again tomorrow when the test results come back from everybody else. Basically, until until someone else goes on that list, I'm not worried. Yep, just hope for the best for him. Then we have a super chat, which I assume is from Michael, and he just changed his name to Cygnus. Uh, What are the challenges recording at home versus recording at the bar? Are there aspects either of which you wish you could bring to the other? Um. I wish I didn't have to commute to the bar. <laughs> Can I just live at the bar? That'd yeah. be fine. <laughs> the drive. Um, I have writing to do. Um, yeah. Usually. Um, I have to drive home to do my post-game videos and things. Yep. Yeah. So that's. We can't really read the chat when we're at the bar. Yeah, that's true, too. Um. It gets read to us, like super chats and stuff get read to us. Um, but the bar is a ton of fun. Yeah, bar's an absolute blast. Um, it's great to record at because all we have to do is sit down and record. We don't have to set anything up. We don't worry about lighting. We don't worry about you know. We don't worry about oh, is this working or is that working? I mean, it's it's we get to be the talent. And the production team gets to be the production team. For the actual show, that's fair. But someday I'll get an actual setup at the bar (laughs) for my uh, game duties. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, beyond that, recording at the bar is awesome. I I think it's great. Recording at home is fine, too. I have no problems with doing it at home either. But Yeah, I mean... Don't have to wear pants when we're at home. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you have at home sleeping dog right next to you all the time, which is always great. Uh, but, of course, being at the bar, especially after the playoffs this last week, ooh, the bar is amazing. <laughs> the place uh, is nuts. 
yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, we can get a couple more questions here in period one. Uh, this one comes from Steven. After Coach Bednar, who's the most important slash impactful staff member? And he lists Pratt, Bennett, Parkila, or Allard. Um, all have different jobs. Yeah, it's it's hard to say, right? Because you have a guy working with the defense and the penalty kill. You have a guy working with the power play. You have the goaltending coach. And then you have the skills coach. I will say, you hear the players give a lot of praise to Sean Allard, especially when they're coming back from injury. Yeah, uh, they say that he really helps them a lot. So take that also, for whatever you will. I also think we're going to be nearing the uh, the point where Nolan Pratt starts getting uh, head coach interviews pretty soon. Uh, his track record of working with young defensemen from. Zacharinsky and Seth Jones and Columbus to uh, all of the all of the guys now that have rolled through Colorado. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that we'll start to see his name pop up in some of the head coaching searches here in the near future. Turns out, when you build a good organization, people want your talent. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, it's it's only a it's only a uh, matter of time until Chris McFarland gets the big the GM job somewhere. Yep. It's only a matter of time, I think, until Nolan Pratt gets a head coaching job somewhere. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, we'll take these two more chat questions and then take our first period break. Uh, when does waiting for your opponent become an issue? Rest or rust? I mean, that's the that's the big question when you finish early, right? It. I don't think that the break will be so long. Even if even if Minnesota pushes the series to seven tonight, I don't think the break will be so long that it becomes a significant issue for the Avs. But if they do push it to seven, you're looking at eight days off for the Avs, probably since their last actual game, which is not nothing. But yeah. the. The big thing is, is that they they'll be skating a lot in that time. Yeah. Um, what what really hurt them in the COVID breaks and why they're not really comparable is that they would come back from the COVID pause, they would skate one day and then it was they had to go play a game. Having not skated for like seven yeah. days in a row, like today they had a full practice. They will continue to full practice, um, and keep up the tempo and keep the heart rate up and. Like nothing can simulate the conditioning of being in an actual game, but they will they will be at it as hard as they can be until uh, until the next series begins. And then obviously with guys like Newhook, who is good to go, by the way, yeah. a little bit of extra time off certainly doesn't hurt there. Yeah, and you know, like whatever was bothering McKinnon at the end yep. of the regular season. Yep. That's something that that's a nagging whatever that he just gets to rest, you know. Uh, Luke with the super chat says, glad you're feeling at least. Okay. AJ was worried about you. If VGK wins tonight's series start Thursday or Friday, uh, worry about Russ. We kind of already talked about that Steering, Even if VGK wins tonight, you'd expect this series to start Saturday. Can't imagine that they would start it tomorrow night in Denver. <laughs> Force seem... Vegas to go back to back. <laughs> that would be aggressive. Would seem a little, little much. Yep. 
I, I think Saturday would be the realistic start if Vegas closes it out tonight. I think that's a smart play, but that would be a smart play by the NHL because you could, um, depending on what the other series do, you could feature that. Yep. Round two getting going, you know. Yeah, the start your, of round with two. Your powerhouses, the two two cup contenders. Yep. As there's still on Saturday, I guess there's no guarantee for any games on Saturday, depending on how tonight goes, but yeah have to wait and see there thank you for the super chat sasha much appreciated uh yep abs are at least practicing they got that going while they wait around for other teams to finish out their first round take our first period break there as we are brought to you by breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr check them out at the dnvr bar obviously you can now get the seltzers and the um what are they called i don't even actually know the, the like lemonade hard hard lemonades they're not seltzers they have their seltzers and they have the, like lemonade like the good company ones yeah those ones anyway they have they're just yeah they're just lemonade all it's, right this is a great advertisement yeah we really <laughs> look if you want some kind of alcoholic drink breckenridge brewery probably has you covered is the point that i'm trying to make whether it be beer seltzers lemonade they got you you can get them at the DNVR bar. You can also get them at your local liquor store. Check them out online. Use their Breck Beer Locator online to find them near you. They're starting to get their more exotic beer flavors out across the nation as well. So I know for a while you can only get a couple of flavors. Check them again because they're starting to get their their unique flavors out there. Also brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives been known to help with many different aches pains migraines ibs joint pain check them out they do great stuff they're super easy to use just drink your coffee like normal and you get 25 percent off when you use code dnvr25 at checkout online of course also sign up for a dnvr membership highly recommend we're kind of cool over here got the awesome post game coverage for you wall to wall as we do you get crazy people like AJ trying to play hurt on the podcast just for all y'all. So that's got to be worth at least some kind of membership as he passes out over there. Uh, <laughs> all right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings sports book. Uh, yeah. Let's get into a couple of more questions here. Have we, has this been asked before? I don't know. What's, what's the best Capri Sun flavor, AJ? I couldn't even name one. <laughs> the Capri Sun ones? Those are the, the best one, ones. The one that comes with the Lunchables. Oh, there you go. That's the perfect one. Uh, and if you could have any rando as player's jersey, who would it be? Um, This is always a weird question because I don't buy or wear jerseys anymore. Same. But, like, historically, I've always 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 wanted a couple of specific jerseys and that would be a 2001 ray bork and a original quebec nordiques forsberg but i have that one oh nice i'll have to steal it from you Thank you for the super chat, John. He asked, what is the status of Matt Calvert? He's out long-term. Yep. It, 
it's he's been dealing with it all season and it's going to continue to be a thing. Would not be someone I expect to return for the playoffs. Uh, next question. Joey asks, should the MVP award be relooked at? Most points already has its own award. Should we just automatically give heart to the Art Ross winner? Excuse me. And should playoff performance be more of a factor, even if there is already a con Smythe? No, there's already a con Smythe. <laughs> I agree. You have an MVP for the postseason and an MVP for the regular season. It doesn't need to be looked at. You don't think there's a little bit of looking at it? Not, I, I agree they don't need to play playoff inclusion into it, but I do think at times it feels like who is the MVP of a decent hockey team. So I think that it has to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that unless there are, unless there's an exceptional performance, like what we saw at a Taylor hall a couple of years ago, you know, a 99 point season, or I think it was 99 points is something like that. It was a 90 plus point season out of a wing whose center had like 50 points yeah, and who hard carried a really, really mediocre team to an eight seed. And on the other side, you had McKinnon, who is part of one of the best lines in the NHL, hard carried a team to the eighth seed. Those were their, those were their MVP candidates that year. Um, Like those were, those were the top two, right? Yeah. So, I'm I think I think it should be I think how good the team is matters. Like I think that you know you look at the the top of the table this year. You know, you you look at well okay is there an obvious MVP candidate from Vegas? I don't really. think there unless I don't think there is. Unless you want to have the flurry conversation. <laughs> Yeah, which you know, there's there's a separate award for goaltenders. Yeah. So I think unless it's a truly like legendary level, yeah, like an insane yeah. performance, kind of like what we saw out of Hellebuck last year. Yeah. Because look, if you take if you take Flurry out of Vegas, they lose a couple more games, but they're still in the postseason because they have Robin Leonard and because it's still, you know, it's still a quality team. You take a guy like Hellebuck out of Winnipeg. First of all, they they sure as hell don't sweep Edmonton, (laughs) but they, you know, like they, they don't make the, they, they will struggle significantly more to make the postseason every year. Yep. And so it's like, okay, well, what about, how do you, how do you determine value to a team? Cause Hellebuck, Hellebuck is more important to the Jets than say McKinnon is to Colorado. No doubt. As we saw down the stretch is the Avs smoked teams. Sands McKinnon. <laughs> Sands McKinnon. Uh, at the very end of the year, and it was they were fine. It was like, okay, well, Colorado could still easily beat the bad teams without Nathan McKinnon. Yep. Um. So I'm, you know, I'm. What is what is value? And that's it's it's a vague, it's it's intentionally vague because everybody is going to view it differently, and that 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 goalpost is always going to be moving. Yeah. It's always going to be moving. You're never, you're never going to get the same argument every year 
I don't know why you would want that. It's it's a different argument every year because every year is different. Um, a couple things. First of all, every year is different, but there are years like this one where you get a hundred point season out of Connor McDavid in 53 games. Yeah. Like this is an easy conversation. This, the heart, the heart doesn't need to be rethought because Connor McDavid had an all time great regular season. It's a regular season award for that reason. Cause you can reward that guy. He won't win the con Smythe clearly, you know, and, and maybe anecdotally, maybe some people will decide that he's not the best player in the game because the Oilers are not very good. And then my other side of this is we had another kind of relevant question. Also looking at the Norris trophy. Um, We've had this. we've, We've talked about this one before. There's certainly evidence in the past of this trophy that first of all, it's been awarded as like a career achievement award to a couple of guys. Yes. Secondly, it's hard to define what good defense is exactly. Um, the, the award has often been called. It's the best defenseman that actually produces. Not necessarily the best defensive defenseman. Yeah, well, so I don't. Do you happen to have the, the actual wording of it in front of you? I can pull it up if you give me a couple of seconds here, but I'm, this is a weird award, right? Because a lot of the times you have no problems with how it's awarded. Like Hedman got it last year, I believe. And it was like, yeah, okay, totally fine. Yeah. Well, and then this year, because he's Hedman, he's in that conversation and it's like, okay, well, if you actually start to look at the numbers and you start to dig into things, you'll see that he wasn't one of the top 5D in the NHL. Yeah. It's, it's kind of how it goes. The official wording is the NHL's top defensive player who demonstrates throughout the season the greatest all-round ability in the position. Okay, so that's the wording. Then I really don't want to hear any of this whining about how it's only given to guys that score points. It says right in there, all around. Yeah. All right. So if you're going to, if you can't be mad that the award isn't going to a guy who scores 17 points. True. Like there are guys out there put up, we had almost multiple 50 point seasons this year, despite 56 games. There were a handful of guys that pushed the 50 point bear. Like that's where you start because it's all around. It's why it's, it's also why the all around part of it is why you aren't giving consideration to Tyson Berry. Yep. Because you start at the guys who, okay, here are all the guys who produced a bunch of points. Now, who had a great defensive season out of those guys? You start, okay, you're looking through. You're like, oh, oh Adam Fox's numbers were crazy this year. Oh, Kiel McCarr's numbers were crazy this year. Oh, Dougie Hamilton had a great year. Chris, Chris Letang had a great year. Shea Theodore had a great year. Oh, Tyson Berry was only good on offense. <laughs> Victor Hedman's defensive numbers were way down. They weren't anywhere as good as they have been in the past. Okay, well, and that's how you, you just start picking guys off. It's all around. Yep. Now, is if there if there's a guy out there who has the greatest defensive season that you can ever imagine, but he only has 35 points, well, then I think you should give that guy some consideration. 
but given that the wording of the award is all around, you can't you can't look at it and say, oh well, this guy's this guy see that the Eric Carlson thing is garbage because he put up good defensive numbers. His underlying numbers were great. Yep. And if you watched the game and you said, well, my eye test says that he's a bad defender, but then at the end of the game, he's on the ice for three shots against and his team had 15. You can't make any kind of an argument that he played bad defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, you go and you look at the years where, where Carlson was winning and not only was he scoring up in the point per game range, which was a big separator for him because <laughs> nobody was in that ballpark. Yeah, he was he was significantly better offensively. And I mean, just with the way the game has developed defensively now more than ever, defensemen are better all around. And there were defensemen over the years that that have been great on offense and defense, but every team has one now, right? And, you know, they're not all unbelievably special like Kale McCarr, but Minnesota has a Matt Dumba. Uh, You go all the way around the league. Chris Letang, these days he's not quite as good defensively. He was never great defensively, but uh, used to be EK like you talked about. Uh, You go to St. Louis with what used to be Petrangelo. Now Pareko, even if he had a down year, still plays a two-way game quite well. It's what used to be, you know, a handful of guys in the entire league that could do that. It's now there's almost one on every team. Yeah. So there's a lot more competition for that award in that regard than there I has ever been. I don't think that the Norris is anywhere near as big of a problem as it gets made out to be. Um, but I do think that. You know, we saw Drew Doughty won it one year because everybody, a lot of the writers who voted on the award that year had already decided Drew Doughty was going to win it. Yep. So the fact that Drew Doughty went out and had a, he had a, a solid year. He had a really good year that year. It was good enough just to confirm what they were going to yeah, do. It yeah, it was, it was a great, it was, it was a good case study of confirmation bias because a lot of those guys said, oh, I think Drew Doughty should have won it last year. If he has a good year next year, I'm going to vote for him. And that's what happened. So I think also you have to build a reputation. Right. Like Jacob Slavin's never going to win it. But Jacob Slavin also shouldn't win it just because it's an all-around trophy and he doesn't score enough offensively. Maybe make a case for like Vlasic at his peak could have been in the conversation a little bit more. Same same thing, though, just didn't score enough. And like if, if the conversation becomes there should be a defensive defenseman award, then it's like, okay, how many, in that case, how many is too many points? Yeah. You know, now, now you're going to, now you're going to punish a guy because he does score 30 points. I, you know, that would be a, I mean, I definitely whole don't other think the NHL needs any more individual awards. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. some rapid fire questions from the chat here. Um, if the Vegas series goes seven, the Avs series with whoever wins that series would likely start on 
Monday or Tuesday. Um, you could see maybe a Sunday start. No, nah, because the game seven would be Saturday, wouldn't it? No, I guess it'd be Friday. So yeah, you yeah. could start Sunday. So Sunday or Monday, probably. Um, yeah, best class in WoW is whichever one Blizzard decides to buff that month. Uh, <laughs> How long does it take you to memorize raid mechanics? Uh, I know them before we even step in the raid because someone's got to keep you nerds in line, Cygnus. I mean, I watched for for 9.0, I watched all the videos and like had a, like I watched them. Yeah. But you don't, you know, the way that I learn is by getting my face kicked in. So every, you have to experience it. You yeah. have to, you have to do the thing to really get to know them for sure. Um, reseeding is the semifinal, so the final four is when the reseeding will happen. Yeah. Um, what's it going to take to get Byram back in? An injury, probably. Given they just swept the team with this defense. Yeah. And and look, they like the 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 lack of trust with Timmons. He's he's on a short leash. Sure. So, I don't. The injury is easiest answer, but look, if Byron, if if Timmons goes out there and really struggles, then maybe. The biggest concern with Byram at this point is that he hasn't played a competitive game in two months. Yep, that's easily the biggest concern. Um, yep. which is why I was making the argument for the eleven-seven because you could have gotten over that hump, but now that hump still exists, and that's fine is what it is um yep uh let's see all right i don't think aj has an answer for this question but i think we could use some more hot takes in general what is the spicy fire you're willing to stand by currently um i'm not gonna say i 100 percent believe in this take but i'm gonna say that today Right now, Sidney Crosby is not a top five player in the league. Give me your top five then. McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews, and then it gets hard to not say Crosby after that. Um, I think there's probably an argument for Patrick Kane. Ah, I'm assuming we're not including goaltenders because then you just say Vasilevsky and it's easy, but... No, I'm just saying top five. Who are your top five players? If you if you're counting goalies, I'd throw I'd throw Vasilevsky in there. You think Vasilevsky's that good? Yeah, I think he's better than Sidney Crosby right now today. Over his career, obviously not, but today, yeah. I mean, over the career, we're talking Sidney Crosby is the top three player of all ever. time. Yeah, like, but There's where no, he no where he that. where he sits today, Sasha Barkov is not in that top five for me. Definitely not. Um, uh, yeah, dry settle. I don't. I don't know that I'd have dry settle in my top five. He wouldn't. If if I didn't, he'd be probably six or seven. Like he's awesome. Marner, I wouldn't put up there. Um, dry settle, I wouldn't put up there. Kucherov. I mean, he was injured all year, right? So it's hard to really say this year. Yeah. Yeah, in a couple of years, Makar could be in that argument for sure. Um, 
Rudo. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know who I would have as like my. Who's your best defenseman in the NHL today? Yeah, that'd be a tough conversation. Yeah. Um, I would not, really struggle. Not Yossi. Because like Hedman had a Hedman had a down year. Yep. You know, come on, Nikita Kudrov had hip surgery. Guy was hurt. He was legitimately hurt for the majority of the season, regardless of what they did for the last two weeks of the year or whatever. Yeah, well, and, and regardless of them waiting to get the, the surgery, the guy had hip surgery. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Carl John Carlson, definitely not the bestie in the league, despite his quality offense. Yeah, I'm not sure. That would be that'd be a tough conversation. It does feel a little bit like the defense, the defensive landscape of the NHL is kind of in a changeover period. Oh yeah, this like, is definitely a changing of the guard where the McCarr, Fox, and Foxes of the world are coming yeah, up. Yeah, those guys are those guys are all those guys are all gonna be maybe even a year from now. Those guys are all gonna be your. Yep, these guys are easily the best in the NHL. Yep, like. Which guy had the best year this year? You know, I think it starts with McCarr and Fox. Yep. Fox is Fox is great, but the big separator just from having watched both of them a lot is that McCarr just does things that other guys can't do. Straight up. Like Adam Adam Fox is really, really good. But McCarr is just he doesn't regularly murder people's ankles at the blue line. <laughs> like the things, the things that Makar can do, that he's physically capable of, that we see him do and try. It's just like Adam Fox just can't do some of that stuff. Uh, like, Rudo, Monaco thoughts. I'm just happy that someone not named Lewis Hamilton is leading the drivers' championship. That's that's the dream, baby. You don't like greatness. It, it's his time is over. Greatness is boring, is what you're saying. Yeah, I don't need Mercedes to win another championship in a row. All right, <laughs> it's you it's know, it's for Stappen's time. Do you know his contract is? Uh, it expires next year, doesn't it? I don't. I mean, do you know how much he makes? Oh, it's like thing? it's some obscene amount of money. I don't know the exact amount. Um. We can find out, I'm sure. Lewis Hamilton contract. Let's see. Because those guys make such a crazy amount of oh, money. Oh, yeah. The year. drivers make stupid money. Uh, it's not even funny. Yeah, I don't. It looks like they didn't release officially what it exactly was. Yeah. The hot oh, Australian guy that I've decided to adopt, whose name I can't remember. 55 uh, million. Ricardo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. I think uh, Hamilton's the same. And it's like, wow. And Hamilton's is a one-year deal. <laughs> um. Anyway, I think F1 is, is dope. I just don't have time. I'm too, I'm too invested in tennis. Yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta pick your, your loves outside of the big four, for sure. You only yeah. get so many. Well, and living in a city that has uh, a big four. Yeah. Like where you have like, all four. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you also like you work for you, you work for a company that covers all of them. And then yep. there's also the college sports to consider because 
you want to be supportive of the college sports. And so, you know, next thing you know, although we are very anti-buffs on our show, just <laughs> purely to change it up. Someone's got a, well, we don't really root for the Rams either, but. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just don't talk trash about them because it's like beating up the little kid at this point. Like When the Rams are good, we'll talk trash about them and root against yeah, them. But when, exactly. when they're not, I don't have anything to say. Uh, yeah, Rafa's going to win the French. Big, big. Really going out on a limb there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is Rudo a car guy, or I just like F1? I'm absolutely not a car guy in the least. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. I just like drive fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> all I right. will say we are in a golden age of racing movies. Yeah, we've talked about that a little bit before. Yeah, I don't know that we talked about it on the show, but I know we definitely have talked about this prior. Yeah, that, maybe that was off the show. I don't know. I don't but remember. This is a golden age of of uh, racing movies. Yes, agreed. Um, one more question before our second period break here. Favorite board game? Uh, does D&D count as a board game? That's a tabletop. Close enough. I guess well, card... Card games aren't really board games. I hate card games. Really? I hate them, dude. I played Hearthstone for all of like 20 minutes one time and was like, yep, I hate this. Not like that, like poker. I hate that too. Okay. I just don't like, I've never liked card games. Fair enough. They just have never appealed to me in any way. I don't have the brain for it. Uh, I... For whatever reason, man, it just doesn't do it for me. All right, I'll I make. Just don't know why. I guarantee Monopoly is not AJ's not a fan at the moment. <sighs> These two idiots. <laughs> it was uh, so. It was so funny. How many people tweeted at me and were like, "Oh, we used to. We used to play." Uh, this sounds like the the games of risk that I played in college. And I'm like, you had intense games of risk. <laughs> I used to play it with my brother, but they were never, they were never intense. Uh, were you a fan before drive to survive? Yes. So much like the same reason I ended up getting into the GSL is when you have a whack sleep schedule and you're just up in the middle of the night, things like F1 are on. So yep, this is also some of the appeal of tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're playing they're playing some random tournament in Romania. Well, I'm awake. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you just end up watching stuff like that. Um I do really like Munchkin. It was great. Small world. The the pretty standard board games. I'm not I'm not too into it. I try to play stuff like Terraforming Mars and it's like this is way over my head, to be honest. I really liked uh Stratego. Ooh, okay. From way back when yeah. I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one I really I was a big fan of that one. Code names. It's a good one. Um Dude, I was awful at Battleship. I'm just not yeah, I, a human being. I liked it. I just it was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um 
Settlers of Catan was cool. Yeah, Settlers of Catan is cool. I always liked that one. I always wanted to play the great the Game of Thrones one, but I was told it was super complicated, so I just let it be. Golf is cool, but that's definitely yeah. If you guys are into golf, we have a uh, we have a golf yeah. league that we could use some people signing up for. Yeah, get signed up. Come play nine holes every week for eight weeks. Is it that uh, you can win some stuff with our our golf bros? You play eight different courses around the Denver. It, it's like even a little bit further than the Denver metro area. Um, but it's a bunch of awesome courses. You can play nine holes, compete in the league. Highly recommend it. If the Avs didn't have a really good chance of running through the first couple weeks of the league, I would be in it, but they do. So I unfortunately can't play. Which makes me very sad. Yeah, I actually considered it as well. If it had been, I could bust out the clubs and you guys could all learn my secret talent that I used to be good at golf. Yeah, yeah, you have one more hole in one than I do. So Yeah, I actually... I I used to really like Clue as my board game, and then I won on the very first turn with the Yolo guess. Um, because it was just a perfect, it was like a perfect set of circumstances but you, between my cards, uh, the, like my combination what was out there. Yeah, I was I was the last of the four of us to go. So you just and had so enough info. Yeah, I, I was able to just piece it together, where I had a fifty fifty chance of getting it getting one of them right but i knew the other i knew the other two pieces so i guessed it on the first turn and i never played a clue again after that <laughs> that was that uh we do have to take our second period break here as we are brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook and this week they are giving you a chance to turn five dollars into two hundred dollars <laughs> 40 to one odds on any playoff basketball game all you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy and if that team wins you receive two hundred dollars in credits any team in the playoffs, whoever you want. You got a good read. You think Luka Doncic can completely dominate the Lakers by himself? Pick him. Go get yourself $200. Dominating the Clippers right now, so why yep. not? Right. Exactly. He, he can just beat everyone by himself except for Jokic, so it'll be fine. <laughs> DraftKings, again, they have the amazing odds boost every single day. Even if basketball is not your thing, you can bet on hockey, baseball, football as well. I want they have uh who's who's Broncos are best odds to get Aaron Rodgers on there right now, right? Yeah. I, I haven't looked in a bit, but last time I saw they were actually minus one forty. Ooh, that's them's uh pretty likely. <laughs> so if you want to bet on that, yeah. you can even get in on the football trades. All at DraftKings Sportsbook, super safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw at your convenience. Download the top-rated app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. Make sure you use the DNVR code to get that opportunity to turn $5 into $200 in free credits when you bet on a basketball team of your choice to win their next game. It's for a limited time only at DraftKings.com. Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Uh, gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Solace Meds, where you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20. Check out online for pickup at one of their four locations in Colorado. You can get it all set up and just roll on down there to get it done. AJ's mad about something. Shoot it, Barzell. Uh, whatever. Your aisles are doing fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
get that 20% off, they also have special offers coming up on Memorial Day. You can get buy three, get one free in their entire store, as well as select products, 20% off on top. So go to Ed Slawless Meds, hit up one of their four locations, or if you happen to be in Oklahoma, they have two locations there as well. Check them out. Get your CBD, cannabis, all that type of products. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Third round. Third round, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I think I know the answer to this question, and AJ and I are going to have to fight. Back, Backstreet Boys are in sync. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I was an I was an in sync kid. Yeah, well, you spent a lot of your childhood being wrong about stuff. Well, you know, he's not wrong, but so did you. So that's you, okay. you in sync. And a Zerg player. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Friends. Wow. See, the thing is, I like the Backstreet Boys, too. I was not one of the, like... Oh, see, I, there were... Choose. There were instinct songs that I liked. Okay. Um, And it was really just an appreciation of JT's talent. He uh, He's the one that made it out of that whole whole bunch, isn't he's he? He's insane, dude. <laughs> Although you gotta give you gotta give some credit to the Backstreet Boys because they just made an album, like a, a new one, recently, and it's so good. So, where you at? Insane can't go wrong. Uh, yeah, Insane's never getting back together. That's not happening. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. Did you ever win at Clue, Rudo? No, I sucked at Clue. Um, Cygnus wants to know when you got your Ace AJ. Oh, I was I was pretty young. Um, I was playing with my dad and grandpa, so that gives you an idea. As both of them are no longer with us, uh, it was a long time ago. I was fifteen. Some people are just born lucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I made that shot. <laughs> Personally, are you hoping the Wild win tonight, or do you just want to get round two going? Um, based on my personal issues of the last few days. Ask again if he's healthy tomorrow. <laughs> please, please, Minnesota. <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Um, really, though, I've wanted Vegas all year, but if it ends up Minnesota, I'm also okay with that. He did not just do that. Bro, for the hat trick... Easy life. And you miss the empty net. <laughs> they better finish this. Oh, they're they're fine. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Which Avs players end the playoffs with the best playoff beard? Rank the top three. Chat. We might need your help with this. Grubauer. Uh, Grubauer will have a great one. New Hooks is quietly pretty good. His is so solid. <laughs> Like, he looks like he looks like a middle management, <laughs> straight up in in an office space type setting already. Yep, definitely not Kale. Um, as AJ celebrates the Isles getting to round two, the dream is dead. <laughs> 
Uh, Landy does have a good Viking beard. No, oh yeah, there. Landy's got a good one too. Yeah, I don't know about Comfer. I ain't buying the way you're selling on Comfer. Can Taves grow a beard? I don't even know. Anyway, yeah, I got one more. It's one more first round prediction. I got right. Put him in the bag. I put, I called it in seven, so I didn't give him enough credit. Oh, how how dare you! <laughs> I got I got the Islanders in Boston both correct. Uh, here's another question that I was kind of gearing more towards myself. Have you watched any World Championship games? I have not, and it's the best feeling in the world because it's so funny you say that. <laughs> I was I was just telling Z that the world championships were going on and that we now live in a world where we just don't, don't have to care about them at all. Because like when I got my start actually covering the team, like one of the ways I found inroads was like, oh, I'll be the guy that covers all the Avs at, at Worlds because the Avs sucked and they were guaranteed to send like five dudes. Yeah, they well, and I was always so frustrated because it was like, how is it that you guys have a good enough roster? To fill out all these international teams, <laughs> but you can't win games in the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh. But every that's year when World Championships rolls around, or even when the when uh when the Olympics would roll around, well, five dudes off they go. Yep. Wait a minute. Hold on here. <laughs> um couple more questions here we kind of answered these a little bit before but we can go over them again quickly uh can you explain rules of elcs to you so they're pretty straightforward i'm gonna i'll roll some basics is, i would i would ask what's the specific question this of an was elc asked on twitter so we're not gonna get a follow-up but the quick rules are the term is based on the age of signing they can either be three two or one years as they get older they get shorter uh, the maximum base salary is 925k. There are bonuses available. That's basically all you need to know. Yep. Um, the ages is 21 and under are three-year ELCs, and what is it? 22. I believe 22 and 23 are two yeah. years, and then 24 it becomes a one. Yeah. 24, 25, and 26 are all one. And after that, you're just a free agent. Yep. You're just a UFA. Yeah, definitely not Gerard's beard. Um, I think Kadri grows a pretty decent beard, actually. Sorry, I'm still thinking about this question. Just can Saad grow a beard? I don't actually know. Donskoy, definitely not. Miko, definitely not. Um, not sure. Not sure. In any case, next question. Uh... Again, we can be quick with this one. We've talked about it a lot. Go check out some of our older shows. Uh, with a lot of contracts coming up at the end of the season, is there any way the Avs can still sign Grubauer? Yes. Uh, they're going to have to make some decisions. Yep. Whether it be maybe Saad doesn't come back or maybe somewhere else something gets cut. It also depends on how much Grubauer really wants. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about a six million dollar deal being perfectly accept or perfectly reasonable for him so is there a way yes absolutely what is the path to get there we'll see 
the reality the reality is is that the they have twenty four million dollars. Kale and Landy are projects one and two. Yeah, and I think. Uh, My bet, my bet right now is that Kale McCarr has a bridge deal coming his way. Definitely possible. I wouldn't do it, but I mean, that's just that's the smart play for him. Make more money. Yeah. Why would you sign a? Why would you sign an eight-year deal? Why would you sign a six-year deal when the first? Couple of years of that are going to be flat cap. Yeah, in a couple of years the cap. Can knowing be and yeah. knowing that in years four, five, and six, certainly five and six, uh, and then catapult. beyond catapult. Yeah, that guy is going to be he's going to be considered wildly underpaid. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So. I, that's that's I guess that's my offseason hot take is that Kale McCarr gets a bridge, gets a bridge. deal. There you he go. gets he gets a three year deal at seven and a half million, and that opens up the money so that they can easily sign Landis Cog to his seven by seven, and then they can sign Grubauer to his six by six and a half, and then you're locked in to this team. These these are your ride or die. And you just solve the problem when Kale's deal is up, basically. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't necessarily want to do that, but that keeps him at least as as an RFA. Yep. And that gives you, you know, it gives you time, flexibility, options, all kinds of stuff. So, all right. for me, that's that's where I think that's where I think this maybe the smart play is headed. All right, we got. Vegas puck drop just happened. We can take a couple quick more questions from chat if y'all have some. Where do you see Josty's contract coming in? Ryan Hartman's deal. 1.6-ish. Yep. Somewhere. If you can get it in three years, you've done a great job. Yep. Anywhere around there, I think, would be would be pretty perfect. Somewhere over one and a half would be my guess. Yeah. It, if Sod takes a four by four, you slam dunk that into the basket. Yeah. There's no reason for him to take it necessarily, though, but we'll see. I mean, I'd be surprised if he just takes it without testing the market. How about I put it that way? Maybe. I mean, again, the, he may really, really like it here. That's true. That's and true. that's a dude that understands. Like he also he's he's been making six million dollars for the last several years. Does so, JTC stay at two C for the next round? No. I'm, Even if he starts there, there will there yeah, will be fluidity. It, it, I think your tweet summed it up. The uh, oh yeah, you blend tweet pretty much summed up the two C spot for yeah. the house going forward. Straight up. <laughs> Okay, I guess Barkov just doesn't want to shoot. <laughs> what are um, you doing? If the Evs don't win a cup, do they just let Groobs walk and let these young goalies go? Uh, if win or lose, letting Groobs walk is an option for the Evs. Yep. Uh, I they think... have to draw a financial line in the sand, and there will be enough guys out there. Everybody loves to talk about Chris Dredger, um, but there will be enough guys out there that they can – You know, they could say 
we like our options. Go to yeah, go back to the well in uh, Washington if, and do it again. To be honest with you, I think you have to love what what you have in Grubauer right now. But um, I think the smart the smartest play would be to understand that you can get a guy from Grubauer's situation every couple of years. But you have to be comfortable with uncertainty at goaltender. Because you're rolling the dice with that. And yeah, the, the Avs internal options are not ready. Full stop. Oh yeah, totally. Let's not even talk about Eustace Annan as an option for the Avalanche because he's not. Um, he will be in the AHL and then he's got to do some work there first. He has a lot of work to do before. James says, if the Avs do the thing, do they try to get EJ on the cup? If in a universe where the thing happens, we have a whole show that we want to talk about that. And hard, yes. I would think EJ would be a lock to be on the cup pretty much no matter what. Yeah. So. There's no way. There's no way. Yep. There's no way they would not put Eric Johnson's name on the Stanley Cup. After yep. everything he's given to the organization. Pretty much. That one's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, three years would keep Makar as an RFA. Yep. If they wanted to do that, he could take a three-year, a two-year, whatever. Yep. He didn't earn uh, his first year burned on an ELC. He didn't earn any time towards UFA status, so he would still have two uh, RFA years remaining. Yep. At the end of his, at the end of that three-year bridge deal. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, how things go. Oh, I think it's probably about time we get out of here. We can go watch this Vegas, Minnesota game and see. Uh, mm, there's no way. There would be no way that Eric Johnson would be the first person that uh, Landy hands no, it to. Not a chance. He's handing that thing to Nathan McKinnon. Yep. Definitely to McKinnon. Be and then after that, see, it's, yeah, it's open for it's open for interpretation. It's real interesting after McKinnon for sure. <laughs> yeah, Ranta Ranta was placeholding for an Alex Newhook at practice today. Alex Newhook will be ready for the start of the second round, barring any other injuries. I don't think we have to worry about Sampo Ranta sneaking into the lineup yet. I think something crazy would have to happen to get Ranta into the lineup. To be honest with you, well, I mean the the two injuries that they had. Sure. That at, in game four had those plus, like plus and Belmar on COVID and then Megna on COVID for sure. That's exactly the formula for that for that happening. Yeah. But because Belmar and, and Newhook will be ready to go for the start of round two, you're back at you need you need to wait for some of these guys. Yeah, no doubt. Um in any case, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out a ton. I know our schedule's been a little all over the place the past couple of days, but we appreciate it. my you. fault. Sorry. It's not his fault. People get hurt sometimes. You got to play hurt sometimes. It's the way yep. it goes. Uh, we should be back on schedule, hopefully pretty soon here. We'll see how we do. If AJ's still feeling good, he'll be back. If not, maybe you'll see Evan on the show. Keep tuning in, and of course... Whatever happens, by the time round two is ready to rock, you know we'll be here chatting with you. So until next time, we will talk to you all later.